Last March, I spoke with Paul Bellantone about extended time off he took from his association. I've held on to this interview because of the coronavirus pandemic. For those of you interested in the possibility of a sabbatical, especially after the hard work I know you've put in over the last year, Paul has some advice over how to approach it and how you might spend that time away. It may be a while before you can actually take some extended time off, but it's never too soon to start thinking about it. Join me now for Sage Advice. I'm Mary Byers, and this is Successful Associations Today. My guest is Paul Bellantone, President and CEO of the Promotional Products Association International. I asked Paul to be my guest because he is one of the few association professionals I know who's actually taken a sabbatical. It's usual for clergy and professors, but he's the first person I've run into in the association arena who's actually done it. So Paul, thanks for being here today. And I'd love to start with what was behind your desire to take some time off. It was, um, well, thanks for having me, Mary. It's terrific to be able to share this with you. Um, It was all of the right opportunities coming together at the right time. It was my 20th anniversary of um, working for PPAI in in a number of roles. I had just been president and CEO for seven or eight years. Um, I was kind of mid-contract and I wanted to come out the second half of this contract energized and renewed. And um, I also have two kids and a family that I recognized were sacrificing a lot because of the work and the energy that I had put into the association. They benefited in a lot of ways, but there were also some times when it didn't, it wasn't always that smooth. So I, um, I floated it with my board, um, with one of the people on my board. And then they, they were like, that sounds like a great idea. You work hard. It's time for you to take some time. Um, interestingly, Mary, they didn't want me to call it a sabbatical. Oh. They said, as I presented it to the board, that seemed too um, professorial or like not business <laughs> enough. They wanted, it, okay. they wanted to be able to keep that. It, it's funny how they think about my role and their role, which I think is, is a good thing. Um, but they said, I think we just, we're going to call it that it's an extended vacation. And, and ultimately it wound up looking more like that than what would be a true sabbatical, but it it worked well. It was fabulous. So how did you spend your time and how long were you away? Um, Well, it started out, uh, my initial presentation, my initial proposal was I wanted to take three months of unpaid leave. I was going to take mostly to summer, which is a slower time. Mm -hmm. And that made them a little bit nervous. And they said, um, you know what, we'll do two months and we'll pay you. Okay. So I said, I can live with that. That was yeah. fabulous. Um, I, I had the three people in my life who were most significant, my fiance at the time, my daughter and my son. And I said, if you can do anything in the world for a week, what would it look like? And they all came back to me with their um, idea of what they wanted to do. So every other week, I did something with one of them alone. Um, solo trips. But in between, I did things for me that I had been thinking about, things that I felt would restorative and would really um, energize me and and also give me time to reflect about what I want 
maybe in the next period of my career to look like. So I, I have to admit, I'm having a little bit of jealousy here uh, as, as we're talking. Um, and and um, I actually interviewed some fellow speakers uh, last year about sabbaticals they took. And it's interesting how everybody does it for a different reason and they structure right. it differently. And I love that it's such a unique uh, experience. And I also appreciate the fact that you said that our families sacrifice when you travel a lot when there's evening and weekend work. Sure. Uh, thank you for acknowledging that because, uh, yes, we work hard, um, but, but um, th there's more than just us involved in the whole thing. And so I really appreciate the fact that you, uh, that you noticed that and recognized it and decided to do something about it. Uh, you know, I, you mentioned that you had been the CEO for, or you'd been with the association for 20 years at the sure. time of your uh, extended vacation. And I'm guessing the length and the depth of the relationship with your organization led to a high level of trust, which not only made it possible for your leadership to say yes, but it made it possible for you to be comfortable leaving the organization in someone else's hands. Yeah. But besides trust, what else was at play? From a, an industry perspective, I happened to um, take over my reins like on day one of the recovery from a recession and have had 10 years of economic growth that has never been seen before, right? So in those 10 years, we doubled the size of the membership. We've almost doubled the revenue. All of those pieces were in place. The third leg of this stool was I have an amazing staff that I recruited, that I trust, that they trust me. Um, I, I have a, a a staff of 80, we're a $25 million organization. I have a, a management team that I work with um, that I, they're better than me in everything that they do. And it allowed me to um, approach my job differently. So it's all three of those elements had to be in place. But best way to recruit is to surround yourself with people that are better than you. Yep. Uh, you work to make them better. Uh, and, and push them and help them realize their full potential. And then in return, uh, you've got a team around you, which is, uh, is certainly a great way to lead. Tell me a little bit about what that self-nourishment did for you so that when you did finally return back to the office, what did that look like for you? So I recognized that um, I could be wound a little tight at moments, and I, I probably didn't have a good skill set in place to um to to rely on when things did get tense um and that's why i thought that it was important for me to to do the meditation i had just had so many people who were talking about um balance and you know really having a toolkit that allows you to um to recharge on a day-to-day -day basis and not have to wait for this major event to do it so i would say that 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 was one of them. The yoga was looking, I was looking for other ways to um, be physically healthy. So I, I, it was really that combination. Um, but I probably more than anything is I learned that I am completely, completely replaceable. And that was actually the most rewarding and energizing thing. Because I think that if we, we take our jobs seriously. We all do, too seriously. And 
the fact that we know, I now know that that business can run without me for an extended period makes me more focused on every business trip. It makes me more focused on every little vacation I take. Um, every weekend, there are, there are processes in place. And, you know, unless, unless you're in the association that's curing cancer, we're not curing cancer. We're selling, you know, promotional products. So, I, I, you know, again, there's not one any single element that drove this on the front end or, or led to the outcome, the success. It was just this combination of things that sometimes you have to look for. And Isn't it a little humbling to know that you're not irreplaceable? In a positive way. It, it relieved me of pressure that I had put on myself. Um, you know, so I took over the association. I, I envy my predecessor. He didn't have to have a LinkedIn account or a Facebook account or a Twitter <laughs> account. Or, so, um, you know, there's this pressure to maintain a presence that um, you just think, boy, if I miss one day of paying attention to something that this whole thing that I built was going to crumble, you know, and, and in reality, it, it allowed me to approach those things differently afterwards as well. So you have a little bit of a filter now. I do. Uh, that you run things through. And it sounds to me like part of what you came back with is a habit of being very deliberate and intentional. Is that fair to say? More deliberate and More intentional deliberate. than I was before. I'm not fully deliberate. And, okay. But I, I feel um, less guilty about being a little more selfish around that. Nobody's missed a beat. Nobody's noticed it um, except me. I was the one who I was the one who needed that re revelation, not the board. And good for you for yeah. putting yourself in the position to receive that that revelation. Have any other staff members asked for uh, sabbatical or extended time off uh, since you took your time away? No, not specifically, but. I think they know that I'm serious when I talk about the value of taking time off. I can actually say it now in a way, because prior to that, I was them. I was, I'm not taking my time or I'm checking in every day. Or when they saw me leave, it, it, it actually did two things. It, it, it showed them the power of good hires. Like if you surround yourself with good people, then you have the ability to do things like this and to check out but two, it also showed them that I'm going to support them checking out. They don't have to feel guilty about one, whether it's you have a sick kid at home and you have to take care of it or two, that you want to actually break away for a week or so and, and do something with two weeks or whoever, you know, whatever your vacation or your finances can allow. So no, no, no one's asked for the sabbatical, but I'd be inclined to, to do it. I think so. So I think it's, you know, often we look at it being heroic when we're hard workers and we're willing to respond to emails in the evenings and weekends and we're committed. But talking to you, it makes me feel like it's more heroic to be willing to step away and be willing to measure, not that we're not going to continue to be good at what we do, but to make sure that we are working as effectively, efficiently, and maybe as healthily as we possibly can. Well, 
I didn't get a cape, so I would not call it heroic. <laughs> um, but I, I, if we paid attention to the speakers that we hire at our events and actually listened to them instead of worrying about what our members were, I think this is all blocking and tackling, Mary. I mean, th these are things that, that we've always said, you know, it's important to work on your business, not just in your business. It's important to take the time to recharge. And I think we as the organizers of these, this professional development in these events take that as lip service that we're providing our, our members. It's really just doing what we're telling other people to do. You know, take the time that you need to be healthy and get out there and do a good job. Yeah, and modeling. So, it, yeah. like you said, it, it's not enough to say it to other people. We really yeah. need to do it. It's in some ways, it's sort of like being a parent. You can't just. It, it is a little bit. You've got to. You've got to show them. Um, yeah. So, what advice would you give another association executive who is thinking about doing something like this? Um, you know, I can't speak to the conditions that they're in. Um, and, but I think if the conditions are right and your and your desire to 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 change something or reinforce something or whatever it is that's driving you to do it, I would say to take advantage of it. Um, you know, I, I was going to come back thinking one of two things that um, maybe the stress that I had is because of this job and I'm never going to be able to pull away from it and and it's not where I need to be for the next X years in my career or, um, you know, maybe it's me. And, and I, w I would say that it was a common, I learned that it was a combination. There were elements of the job that I never picked back up again, that my executive team like now has those responsibilities. And, and that's everything from like running the all team meetings that we used to have as a staff. Like we didn't have them if I was out of town, I was like, no, somebody else can do that. Somebody else can actually run a board meeting. They weren't both my favorite things to do. Um, but the other part I, I realized was me, that I just needed to reevaluate how I was addressing things. And the expectations that I thought the board had on me were really my own expectations, not theirs. Well, that is so powerful. So uh, I'll give you the, uh, the happy ending to all of this. Um, so I'm, I'm just in the process of renewing my agreement because I've decided that this is the place I need to be and want to be. And, and I actually have this drawn into my contract. So it said somewhere at my, it, it gave, you know, the, the our general counsel Ajita that he was like writing this into my contract, but it's an extended, um, it's actually an extended vacation in a slow period of time somewhere in the middle of the agreement is what it had come up with. And the board, they said, you know, just tell us what you want and not want. And they did the same. And I put that in there and they said, sure. Lovely. So, so there will be a part two. There will be a part two. New adventures await. That's, that's wonderful. I want to, as we wrap up here, I want to go back. You were so articulate. You, you really painted this as three legs of a stool. You said there was a high level of understanding with your board about the work you were doing, uh, the successes that you were having, uh, but also some uh, recognition about, frankly, a little bit of the complexity, the stress, the travel. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a good staff. Yep. Uh, you had surrounded yourself with good people. 
and it was good people it was um board relationship and it was also the the timing that the things that we you know the association was in a good place um i'm gonna i'm gonna um actually date this webinar unfortunately by mentioning where we are today um we are what three weeks into coronavirus um we have uh curfews and and non-essential travel has been canceled today is the first day that my entire staff of 80 people are working from different places probably not a good week to bring up a sabbatical like the you know and maybe for the next month uh, next year wouldn't be a good time because i think that our association um all of our associations will look different what is a post coronavirus PPAI look like the same thing. What is a post 9-11? Um, so you have to be aware of your, you have to have some situational awareness. And if your members are hurting and, and you're their trade association, so you can't forget that one too. You have to have all of those elements in place. And that's an excellent point. Uh, everything has to be in place. And you're right about the timing. Um, you know, the, the one thing I was thinking about, knowing that we are talking in the middle of the coronavirus again, the meditation, the some of the skills that you actually picked up uh, while on your 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 time away yeah. are benefiting potentially you and the association in the long run. And I think that speaks again to in order for us to do our best work on behalf of our organizations, we have to be mentally and physically healthy and uh, making sure that our staff and the colleagues and the people that we're around are as well. So it has been uh, such a pleasure to talk to you about your extended vacation. Yes. I appreciate that so much. Uh, thank you for being my guest today. It was a pleasure to be here. This is Mary Byers, and this is Successful Associations Today. 